back at WNST, Towson, Baltimore, and Baltimore Positive. It's all brought to you by our friends at the Maryland Lottery. We're doing the Maryland Crab Cake Tour. We're out at Drug City. We're in Dundalk. We're upstairs. We're at the tasting room above the fountain. It's all brought to you by our friends at Window Nation as well. I got these instant lottery scratch-offs to throw back. It's 50 years, and our friends at Window Nation are also offering a special deal at 866 Nation. You buy two, you get two free, and 24 months, 0% financing. We're real happy with our windows, so make sure you're doing that. Um, I thought we'd put this thing together about six weeks ago. Mr. Stadium is here, Mr. Calvin Stadium. If you're from Pikesville, from Dundalk, you may know him. Uh, Stadium singers. Uh, and uh, still young and chipper. We got a keyboard here my son brought along. And, you know, so my son shows me the keyboard over to says He kept saying, I, I, I said to him, I, I need to get a piano for Mr. Stadium. He's like, I got a keyboard, Dad. I'm like, it better not be some damn Tonka toy organ thing that's going to embarrass me. So I went over to pick this up uh, about an hour before the show, and he took the day off, and, he, and it didn't have, like, a cord in it. And I said to him, I said, what's that thing run on, batteries? He's like, yeah, it's got 6C batteries. I mean, and he's like, you're a drug city. If the batteries go bad, they got batteries there for you. <laughs> so there's no way this thing's going to die because drug city's got everything. So that's my love for drug city. If they don't have it, you don't need it. That's Drug City. That's the truth. So Stephanie Palo is here. As Stadium says, oh, Palo, I'm going to get after her. So uh, Stephanie, do you, I, I, you've waited 31 years of my radio, 31 and a half years of my radio career to insult me on the air. So I'm going to allow you to do whatever you want to do with me. But you were the first girl I met. If Ingrid was the first girl I had a crush on, <laughs> you were the first girl I met, first day, first class, sitting next to me. She wanted nothing to do with me at all. Well, you were... T- uh- Take, I was a mess. You, yes, you were a See, mess. I, I, <laughs> yep. All right. I knew I loved you. A, a total mess. That's. Listen. I'm listening. Too many girls. You're looking at too many. It was 1979. They should have. They should have uh, ganged up on you and t- tore you up. That was Janine Cook. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Janine sends her love too, by the way. Just, just so you know. Uh, so Stephanie was in Miss Jacobo's. Uh, uh, this is ni- this is interesting from a baseball perspective because it was September 1979. So the Orioles are about to go to the World Series. I didn't. I knew nothing about middle school. My parents were older and just. You know, they had lost a child. They didn't really, like, they frightened me about middle school. Like, about all the drugs and girls. Like, they, they gave me a little fright show, you know, a little bit. But I got there, and I didn't know we had to change class. I didn't know, literally. <laughs> nobody told me. I didn't have an older brother. Like, nobody told me. And I got the first period, and Stephanie's sitting next to me. And the, the bell rang, and, like, everybody got up. I'm like, where do I go now? What do I do? I was really, really lost in middle school. I know I pretended I knew what I was doing and trying to be smooth around you, Steph, but but I, I was not smooth. I don't, I don't know why you always say I hated you. I think I was just as scared as you were. I mean, we didn't have orientation back in that time. Like, I'm like the who's kids, this girl? Like, she didn't go to Colgate. Right, exactly, right? We have all those kids coming from different elementary schools into one school, and we're like, who, who's this person? I remember I didn't really know gravitating toward the only people I knew, right? Because right. You know what I mean? Like, you felt some safety in this giant school where everybody's bigger than you. I mean, middle school... I mean, I'll be really honest, and I've said this my whole life. I hated middle. I hated everything about Hollibur. I, I, I didn't like the experience of the... Like, I beg my your life, pardon. Not you. Not you. But, like, that part of my life was really you difficult. You almost got that. that it was difficult. 
the kids fighting up on the hill every day. And I had to climb kids that back hill. Behind you and flicking you in the back of the head. And, and I had to climb it. I had to climb that hill to get them off kid, of that hill. Break kids up. You want to yeah, break, broke kids up fighting on the I told them if you don't get down off this hill, you're going to meet this. I remember that because it was I right knew in the oh, yeah. from him. I said, you're going to meet this. And it, they ran too. I bet they did. Yeah, they did. Because it was right out right the, the side window. door. Uh-huh. It was right, right out the side door. Right at my door. door. Right yep. at my door. Absolutely. Yep. So, I mean, I would just say that experience of that. I mean, I, I, you know, I'll talk about the racial tension in Dundalk, and you know, the the, the there were not people who looked like you who were your students. Mm-hmm. They looked like her more than even me mm-hmm. um, at that time. And uh, but it I, didn't matter. That's what we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. during your didn't break. Matter. Talk about it now. Yeah, we mm-hmm. we've talked about it. <laughs> But, I mean, it didn't matter. No. They loved me, and I loved them. It didn't matter. We didn't see it. And I used that word to them, L-O-V-E, because I meant it. They made me. That's the best way I know to put it. They made me, and that's what I mean. And I always say it. They made me a teacher. They made me a teacher, and I had to teach because they wanted to learn. They were fantastic. I don't care who knows it. I love them. I still do. Every time I see one of my children, and I, I keep saying children, my wife still says, will you please stop calling those grown people children? I said, well, they're my children, and I'm going to say it until I leave the world, I'm sure. How many years did you teach? Because when he says I, this number... You're going to be, because he still has 39. 33 years officially before I retired. But after that, they called me back to teach. And I went on and went on until I ended up with 59 years. Wow. 59 years. 59 years. And, but it, it's amazing. Even at Elmwood, my last school, there were, my, there were the children's grandparents Mr. Statham, you taught me. (laughs) I said, it's amazing, isn't it? And I had taught them, you see. But I mean, it's wonderful. Everywhere I went, I went to Pine Grove. I went to Dundalk Elementary. I went to Dundalk Middle. I went to uh, 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 Vincent Farm. And the principal down at Vincent Farm Elementary, when I was teaching there on the first program I was given for them, he says, now I'm going to introduce this man. Now, if anybody knows this man, when he comes out, I want you to stand on your feet. The whole auditorium <laughs> stood up. <laughs> now, how does that make you feel? Good, but old. <laughs> but it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. Wonderful. And they, I mean, they remembered me and I remembered them. Sometimes they have to call their names to me because, my God, I've taught about well, thousands of children. Thousands. You remember a lot of names, though. My wife, but I do. first thing I, she I said, remember. you remember names. I remember. Some, he, when I was with him, he mentioned you, and that's why I text you. He said, how's old Stephanie Palo doing? And I, El Palo is what he said. That's so, Palo, yeah. <laughs> and they still call me that. And, uh, and, and Wrigley. That's Ingrid, and Wrigley. Yeah. <laughs> Kim Wrigley. Yes. Mm-hmm. Remembers them all. So I got the yearbooks here. And who is that walking in here now? Uh, Jerry Piper's just arrived. That's there your you buddy. There you go. Does anybody know him? I know Jerry Piper. <laughs> I know his brothers. I know all the Pipers. Does anybody know him? What's your name, young man? 
I want to find a picture of you in one of your zoot suits from your your day. You know, like so. He's the one that was lucky enough to get that pretty girl there. So I, you know, I find Mr. Statham in his 1980s outfits here. By the way, Mr. Contoyanis's uh, daughter wrote to me, and she was going to stop by today. Mr. K's daughter. Yeah, uh, we're going I, to. Her you house are next. such a gift because you've been doing this 59 years, both sides of the city, all these years. That when I put that picture up of you, I'm telling you. I could have put a picture up with the Pope, with the President, with Barack Obama, with anybody I want. <laughs> Ali, pick anybody, Ray Lewis. But like you have touched people, and, and in my world, and I, I have a hundred thousand people to follow what I do, and ten thousand people here on Facebook, and this and that. And I put the pictures up. It was just electrifying that people were like, "Statham's alive! Look at him!" You know, that's the first thing they said. And you know when I got I yet live. Yeah, absolutely. And and so bringing the piano down here. Do you have a favorite song? You used to play a song for me in in seventh grade, and it would steam me up. I would come in, and you tried to embarrass me. You played the same song over and over and over again. Now I'm supposed to remember that. I don't know if you remember. I remember it as well. And I'm antique almost. Uh. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you played the same song for me a thousand times. I wonder, what, se- wonder what it was. Go, go, Nestor, go. Do you remember that? <laughs> do, you, do you remember? Go, 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 Nestor, go. Yeah, I used to play. Was it go? Go, Nestor, go, 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 something like that. A little bit. It used to give me a really hard time. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That's it. It's making me turn red already, see? I feel short and fat all over again and young. I'm going to sing Go today, too, for one of them who came in late. Go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get him, though. I promise you. I was on a boat two summers ago with Jerry and Lori Piper. Lori was a, a godmother to my child when I was syndicated at sport. People would ask me, I was in Chicago, it was turn of the century, I got syndicated, and I would fly out there for four days at a time and say, where's your boy? You know, and I, somebody was my mom, but he was going to school out there. Lori would, would watch Barry. So Lori's son and Barry were friends. Jerry's younger brother and I were friends, because Jerry's a little older than me. We lived out in Perry Hall. And we were on a boat two years ago by chance through this and that, and your name came up. And I, 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 I everywhere I'm, I go, people know you. Yeah, but I'm getting worried about my name coming up so much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're saying about me. You don't have a piano in your house. Do you still don't? You, you honestly don't have a piano. I have one downstairs for Aaron. My grandson, but not for me. Uh-uh. How often do you go and sit and play piano? Ever? No. No. I play every Sunday. That's once a week. Well, that's enough. All right. All right. If, that, if that's where you are in your life, that's fine. Yeah, that's enough. But if I, mean, I did sports radio one day, that'd be enough for me. Believe but, me. But I mean, you, you, you don't understand. There's all, almost every day of my life, there's something going on with, with Madeline and I with music. Almost every day of our lives. I'm, I'm doing five things right now. This today, I got something tomorrow, I got something Sunday, I got something Monday, got something Tuesday. And we have to be there. My father and mother told us all, from the oldest to, the, to the, their little baby, me. <laughs> I was the little baby. And, but they always said, if people want you to do something for them, always say yes. Don't ever let me hear you say no. That's the way they were. You do. If people need you, you go to them. I, I, I can remember when I started teaching, 
I would see children sitting in the cafeteria without a lunch in front of them. Now, you think I was going to let those children sit there without a lunch? No way. I went, took them to the line, or I would go up to the line and get a lunch and bring it and put it in front of them. I would tell the cafeteria ladies, I don't care if it's 100 children that need lunches, give it to them. I will pay you when I get paid. Because I didn't get paid but once a month. Once a month. But a lot of my pay went to children. They didn't know it. They didn't know it at the time, I don't guess. But I meant that. I was not going to see a child without a lunch. And I never have. I never have. I couldn't afford it. I could not afford it. But I did it. But I couldn't afford it. But thank God I still lived at home with mom and daddy. <laughs> You see, so I mean, I'm gonna get your panini from downstairs at the fountain. I mean, mom and daddy took care of me too, mm. and I was well grown. And Ray Davis was driving me to school when I first started, and and it, it was just nice. But I mean, I just I've always had that. If I see anybody's child hungry, if I have a penny, if I have a nickel, if I have a dollar, I'm gonna give it to them. I will do that. Because I wouldn't have wanted anybody to let me go hungry. You see what I'm You're saying? You're a beautiful man. Somebody called you exceptional. No, all I, my no I'm just ordinary. I'm just, just like everybody else. There are other people just like me. There are plenty of them in the world today. There are plenty of them. You just don't get to see them all the time. They don't get the publicity. That's what it is, exactly. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's, it's, it's fantastic. But I mean, I really mean that. I never would let a child, I, can, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do it. I couldn't sit down and eat. And I knew that there's a child out there in that cafeteria not, not eating. I couldn't do that. And I've had principals to tell me, Mr. Statham, now you know you can. I said, I'm going to do it. Leave me alone. I'll be all right. Now, if you came over to me, I might say... <clears throat> Cafeteria food's not that good, so that's why I wanted to I eat know, it. I know, I know, I <laughs> know. Yes, didn't want the pizza. It wasn't that good. I, I understand. But at Hollabird, it was good. Well, we had good pizza there. Because I knew, I knew the lady who did the cooking at Hollabird. She lived on Sparrow's Point, and she could absolutely cook. Well, how do you think I got chunky in middle school? And if, you, if you didn't like Hollabird's food, it was good. something wrong with your head. I couldn't believe that they had like a soda machine when I got there. I'm like, man, all we had was like milk and juice. Oh. And, and, you know, middle school, that's why... I didn't hate everything but it was middle junior school, high. But, that, but it was not my favorite period of my life, mm -hmm. just because it's not, I was small, short, chunky, picked upon, and you then, know, everybody was picked what, upon. It was and if, if they had something I didn't like, I'd send out for it. I'd ask the vice principal, go, out there, go up to Geno's or go to this place Gino's. and buy me a sandwich, please, and bring it back to me. He says, I'm your boss. I said, no, you're not. I'm your boss. Go get me a sandwich. <laughs> He went and got me a sandwich. I bet he did. Yes, he did. I bet he did. So I'll ask. Absolutely. So can I ask you a question? When, when you taught us what you taught us, was there a curriculum or were you allowed to like create, you know, pick the there own music? There was a curriculum, but I made sure everything in that curriculum was taught, but I taught a lot of things out of here. Okay. Right here. Well, you were in a chorus. You were in a chorus? Yeah, I couldn't yeah. play. Okay. I couldn't play an uh, instrument to save I, my life. I, here's a, so I want, I want you to tell a story because I think um, listeners around the county will remember this if you were in a chorus. You were a taskmaster about a couple things. And aside from My Fair Lady, because I was in one show with you and we talked, I still have the glue back here. You tell Malvolin. She never got the glue out from behind my left ear. Um, but we would get on a bus. 
twice a year. And whatever we did at Christmas, we had to do it at like Parkville Middle, right? Yes, and Parkville. It, right, right? There was a Geno's Renner. We'd get it. But you would put us on the bus and we would go out there and we'd have to get all dressed up. And you were serious. Like serious, like we were being evaluated. Mm-hmm. And we would go out and we would pile into this. I think it was Parkville. But was it Parkville? Know, yeah, it was Parkville Middle School. And but guess what? Hollenberg always brought me back with the top top number, top level. Well, I mean, when you say curriculum and things that were mandatory, this felt like a mandatory thing for you as a teacher. Let me tell that you, you had to drag us out there to be evaluated. When we had to sight read, and that was part of your yeah. gig to mm-hmm. keeping you yeah. like right. No, it wasn't keeping me. I was well, keeping but myself. I mean, but, but I mean, like, you were being evaluated on being evaluated. Yeah, but I yes. didn't care about being evaluated because okay. I knew what I was doing. Right. I know you did. Okay. Right. Yeah, a lot of teachers, that, that's what messes them up. They worry too much about how they're going to be evaluated and this and that. I could care less. I taught school and I taught children. I taught children and my children were going to see to my evaluation. Even the Piper children. I know. Yeah. They're going to see to it. But I got news for you about Parkville. We were all getting ready to go to Parkville for an evaluation. I had about three busloads of children. Unfortunately, I left a Piper in charge. (laughs) The three buses pulled off without me. I said, leave it to it. wasn't that one. <laughs> it was the other one. Another one. I taught two of them out of the three. But anyhow, he took off with the three bus loads, and then they thought about it. Who played the piano? I played it. Well, you were not, you're not there. The principal had to take me out there. He said, your children left you. I said, they left me. <laughs> Mr. Sanders do that for but you? But I had, no, I had a student teacher at the time. His name was Kenneth Quagliano. And, and this Piper kid really was, was very hard on Mr. Quagliano. He said, you, you can't teach us like Mr. Satan. I said, don't you ever say that again. Don't you ever say it again. He's learning. And he's got to learn just like I had to learn. And so forth and so on. Anyhow, he took him, he took him on out there. Three busloads. He said... Said you had to learn, so I'm letting you learn. So he let him learn. But uh, my principal, Charlie Benson, at that time took me out there. And, I mean, they sang up a storm. I was so proud of my children, I'm going to tell you right now. Every time I took a group out there, they made me proud. I have a feeling that in 59 years, all these evaluations, every no, single I didn't one get, of I them. I didn't go to evaluations 59 oh, okay. years. Okay, maybe 33. 33 years. 33 yeah. years of 33, evaluations. Yes. That, that on that particular day, we were sharp. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, uh, like, I just remember it was really important to you. Mm-hmm. You made it really important to us. And you talked about it for three weeks ahead. It was just a big deal. Mm-hmm. I, and, yes. And we all felt that. Because I wanted you to be wonderful. Great. I say the word wonderful. To me, that's more important to me than great. Wonderful. That's how I wanted you. That's what I mean. All I remember is a sentimental journey. Gonna take a sentimental journey. And sometimes I would accent, for some of my students, I would accent the word mental. 
it, it was, I want to go. It was say like, here, here, here. I want to go home. I want to But I would say, going to take a sentence and look at some of a mental journey. <laughs> you know, <laughs> things like that. I could be a clown now. Seven, that's the time I was a, I was seven. a real, a real clown at times. I'll be waiting up for heaven. Counting every mile of railroad track that takes, takes me, me back. back. I want to go home. Never thought my heart could be so yearned. I want to go home. Why was I afraid to roam? I want to go. Gotta take a sentimental journey. Sentimental journey home. Take a sentimental journey home. Take a sentimental journey home. Sing, Paolo. Take a sentimental journey home. All right. There you go. There you go. Steph, how's Virginia Tech doing, all right? No, we're did not you, doing so well. Did right. you have to sing that, Mr. Piper? I'm a Maryland fan now. <laughs> uh, see, I, I was just trying to come up with the songs we had to sing. That you, you I saw raindrops on my window. Joy is like the rain. Bit by bit, the river flows till all at once it overflows. Joy is like the rain. Paolo sang one of them, and that little boy right there in the red, he sang a verse for Mr. Statham. He made Mr. Statham so proud. <laughs> there was something about making Mr. Statham proud that, like, whew, that was good. Like, they were know. wonderful. They were wonderful. Just wonderful. Well, I had a highlight with you uh, going to My Fair Lady that uh, they allowed me to sit with you, and we sat together in the third row, really <laughs> close. And, and he got, and first thing he said when the show, the thing, he, he says, it's good to be on this side of the curtain, just it watching is. the show. It you was, know, it was. And then Freddie came out, and Freddie sang. <laughs> And I gave you a hard time. Yeah. Right? You know, the minute he came out there, talked about how he had done her in and the whole deal, right? But that's all right. That's all right. I can take hard times. I can take them. You didn't even consider Because I can give it right back to you. You didn't even consider making me Freddy, did you? You didn't even consider it. What? You didn't even consider making me Freddy in the show. It's been 43 years, Stato. Admit you made a mistake. (laughs) Admit what now? No, not a mistake. Maybe oh, just an error oh, in judgment. Oh, oh okay. Uh, maybe, okay. Maybe just over, overlook my judgment. talent. You know? I, I did not overlook your talent. I tried to I put children where they were to be. Where they were to be. I tried to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's I that. I have often walked down the street before. I'm so sorry. Maybe, maybe the next, in your next life you can sing that part. <laughs> You always crush If me. I'm there, I'll, I'll play it for you. <laughs> I'll ask the maker to please let me play this song for, for Nesta. 
On the street where you live. On the street oh. where Del you Bell live. Delville Avenue, man. That's yeah. where we live. <laughs> Stephanie's been my friend since the uh, first day of seventh grade. Mr. Statham is still my friend, but I'm one of his children. And I'll always be one of your children uh, forever. So uh, give, give love to your family. Thanks for coming. I will. You didn't want to do this, and I, I'm glad you came. I'm glad I came, too. And I, I'm saying to all your listeners, my grandson is 24 years old. He's in college, and he's given a concert this evening. And, and I tell you, I'm thrilled about it. He gave one a few weeks back, and they, uh, he taught all the parts for the orchestra that played his composition and we were so proud of him. I couldn't really enjoy him because I was crying. I was booing. <laughs> and I did that anyhow. Don't do that tonight. My children would be singing on, at, on those bleachers, and I'd be just boohooing while they're singing. That's the way I am, and I don't care. I don't apologize for it. I did it. I loved it. And I love my babies. And I mean it. And I mean it. And I mean it. So that's that. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Just drop everything. Calvin Statham, my dear friend, you know, play, play some piano to lead us out here, you know, whatever you want to do. You, you want to play some music on the way out? They were done? We're done. All right, we're done. Uh, it's all brought to you by the Maryland Lottery and our friends at Window Nation. I didn't get to wear my Window Nation funny hat. I got a funny floppy hat from my sponsor, and I put it in a bag, and I didn't even get a chance to wear it. 866, uh, we'll get you soda. I got a soda jerk downstairs. Window Nation, 866-90-NATION. My friend Stephanie for Ingrid, for my wife for coming out today, my son for giving us the keyboard, and Jerry and Lori, big appreciation. We're at Drug City. Come on down here. Hit the fountain. Get some food. Get some booze. I got a good wife. Well, I mean, I had good teachers. Also. Ingrid was best to leave so me alone are, is what you're telling you me. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We're back for more on WNST the minute I get control of this thing, I swear. <laughs>